Welcome. This is Michael Volkoff, and this is episode 82 of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Our episode today is a review of the Cognizant Technology FCPA Enforcement Action. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining me today on Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Before we get started, two points. First, please subscribe to our podcast and rate the podcast to help let other com- compliance professionals know about it. Second, I wanted to mention my law firm, Volkoff Law Group, provides ethics and compliance services including program design and implementation, assessments and audits, and integration planning and audits for newly acquired businesses. We have extensive experience in this area, worked with a variety of companies, and are frequently retained for a reputation for providing practical and targeted solutions that advance compliance needs, promote an ethical culture, and support business operations. If interested in our services in this area, please contact me at mvolkoff at volkofflaw.com. Well, the first uh, significant FCPA enforcement action uh, was Cognizant Technology for 2019. Um, And Cognizant Technology Solutions Company settled its uh, long-running FCPA case agreeing to pay the SEC $25 million. At the same time, uh, the Justice Department announced its declination under the FCPA corporate enforcement uh, policy and the indictment of Cognizant's former president and general counsel for criminal FCPA violations. The charges came arose from Cognizant's bribery scheme to pay Indian government officials for permits, licenses, and regulatory approvals. And the criminal indictment and the primary violations center on the payment of a $2 million bribe through a third-party construction firm involved in the building of a Cognizant's campus in Chennai, India. Uh, And the the bribe was demanded by and paid to a government state official for the state of Tamil in India. And the new campus was going to be Cognizant's largest facility in India. Uh, Cognizant's former president, Gordon Coburn, and chief legal officer, Stephen Schwartz, were indicted on 12 counts, including FCPA conspiracy, three substantive FCPA counts, seven counts of falsifying books and records, and one count of circumventing and failing to implement internal accounting controls. According to the criminal indictment, Coburn and Schwartz authorized the illegal payment of $2 million to an Indian foreign government official for the construction permit uh, to open the new planning, uh, the new office campus. Uh, To conceal the plan, Coburn, Schwartz, and two other officers Uh, would make the bribery payment through a third-party construction firm and reimburse the third party through inflated construction invoices at the end of the project. So the Justice Department's decision to decline prosecution of Cognizant was interesting. Um, Under the FCPA corporate enforcement policy, a company that voluntarily discloses FCPA misconduct fully cooperates and timely and appropriately remediates earns a presumption of a declination absent, quote, absent aggravating circumstances involving the seriousness of the offense, close quote, including, quote, involvement by executive management of the company in the misconduct. The Justice Department noted and this specific sort of aggravating circumstances saying that despite the fact that certain members of senior management participated in and directed the criminal conduct at issue, it decided to decline criminal prosecution of Cognizant. Under the SEC settlement, Agnizant, uh, Cognizant agreed to pay disgorgement and prejudgment interest of approximately $19 million and, uh, and a penalty of $6 million. 
So in its declination letter, uh, which is interesting to review, the Justice Department noted that Cognizant voluntarily disclosed the matter two weeks after the board of directors learned about the conduct. And I think that's the critical fact here, is that the board of directors moved quickly. Uh, It's a very prominent and well-staffed board. And they moved quickly and notified the Justice Department without conducting its own internal investigation, but moved promptly and notified Uh, the Justice Department about this matter. They also conducted a thorough and comprehensive investigation. Uh, They fully and proactively cooperated, and the existence and effectiveness of its pre-existing compliance program was noted, one of the unusual first-time sort of citations by the Justice Department of the pre-existing compliance program. And they also enhanced their existing compliance program and financial controls. Cognizant also terminated and disciplined, obviously, the employees and contractors. Uh, And so as a result of this, DOJ was able to, of their cooperation, as a result of this cooperation, DOJ was able to prosecute the individual offenders. Um, And Cognizant agreed to disgorge uh, the $19.3 million as part of its settlement with the SEC. So this is an interesting bribery scheme, and let's dig into it a little bit here. Uh, because it was orchestrated by the highest members of senior management. Uh, Cognizant's former president and general counsel directed the scheme in full consultation and with full knowledge and intent uh, through video conferences that were held over a two-day period uh, involving not only themselves but the chief operating officer and the vice president of administration who must have cooperated and provided testimony uh, against the two individuals. So now we have a, yet another company with uh, falling under prosecution for its C-suite misconduct, it's kind of like Panasonic Avionics from last year. Um, and it was not the misconduct here was not created nor engineered by the usual suspect, a risky third party. In fact, the cognizant executives had the pressure and convinced the Indian third party construction. A firm to carry out the bribery scheme. According to the uh, indictment, Coburn and Schwartz authorized the unlawful payment of uh, the $2 million to the government official, and uh, they told that the third-party construction company that they would not pay them uh, unless the third-party construction company carried out the bribery payment. Um, so, Uh, This set up a a unique situation where they stopped payment to the third party and the third party Indian company, construction company started, uh, was ultimately the one that uh, paid the bribe. So 14 months after beginning construction, the third party uh, construction company submitted a request for a planning permit. Eight months later, the local development authority conditionally approved the application and sent the application to a local agency for review, and then by January 2014, the agency had not issued the permit. In two separate phone calls, and these are the two separate video conference calls at which the chief operating officer, the vice president of administration, the president, and the chief legal officer, this is April 2014, they discussed and ultimately agreed to pay a $2 million bribe to the foreign government official who demanded the bribe in order to approve the permit application. So they four officers agreed amongst themselves 
and the general counsel advised everyone that any reimbursement amount uh, should not stand out in the invoice. Obviously, here you have a general counsel furthering um, the uh, the uh, corrupt scheme by suggesting ways to disguise it. To pressure, uh, as I mentioned, they pressured and they withheld payments to the construction company. And ultimately, what the third-party construction company agreed to do was to make the bribery payment of $2 million, but they hired their own consultant to do the $2 million bribe. Another important red flag here is when somebody, uh, let's say you have a, a construction company, and they subcontract out certain work or get a consultant and make sure that they're doing it for a reason, that there's a legitimate need for that person, because the only need here for this uh, consultant was to pay the bribe. So as the matter progressed, uh, they, the planning permit was still uh, not granted, uh, but then in June of 2014, they received a government order, and then in November 2014, they received the actual planning permit. So then in late 2014, Cognizant began to reimburse the construction company for the bribery payment as part of an overall reimbursement for change orders during the construction progress process. So the change orders are done at the end of the construction project, and there's sort of a balancing off of what needs to be paid at that point. And the construction company submitted a total request for $25 million based on 45 separate claims. The list included a $3.7 million claim for, quote-unquote, approvals campus regularization which included $2.5 million for statutory approvals planning permit. So obviously they were disguising this. Uh, and to disguise the reimbursement, the chief operating officer directed an employee to create a fake list that replaced the $3.7 million claims with 11 separate previously rejected claims that totaled approximately $3.7 million. The president and general counsel were aware of this plan to create the fake list to disguise the bribery payment, and the president uh, eventually approved these change order requests, including the fake claims. Uh, anything over $500,000 had to be approved by the president. So uh, although this wasn't mentioned in the criminal indictment, the SEC settlement noted that in 2013 and 2014, Cognizant's Indian subsidiary authorized the same third-party construction company to pay a bribe of approximately $770,000 to a government official for an environmental clearance for a project in Pune, India. Further, in 2015, the same Indian subsidiary retroactively authorized and reimbursed the third-party contractor for approximately $870,000 in bribes for construction-related permits in Sarasara, India. So this was uh, quite the scheme, quite the amount, uh, and involving a president and a general counsel is not something that is taken lightly. Um, I think there are probably at least uh, the two uh, company, the two individuals who are cooperating and testifying against the president and the general counsel, and I would suspect there's uh, witnesses from India who were uh, aware of this as well, who will end up testifying uh, against the president and the general counsel who've been charged. So um, here, just a couple of interesting lessons learned or new trends to sort of uh, watch over in this area is we had credit given for a pre-existing compliance pro program. Uh, 
And I mention that because this is the first time that I've seen where DOJ's declination letter explicitly credited uh, Cognizant's compliance program, citing, quote, the existence and effectiveness of the company's pre-existing compliance program, uh, comma, as well as steps the company has taken to enhance its compliance program and financial accounting controls. So DOJ's credit for the effectiveness of the company's compliance program at the time, if intended, could reflect increased awareness and credit to companies that implement effective anti-corruption compliance programs. And in the past, DOJ did not explicitly award credit for a pre-existing compliance program, but limited such credit to uh, enhancements made after the violations uh, occurred. Uh, The Cognizant case also demonstrates yet again what I mentioned before about Panasonic avionics, the dangerousness of C-suite misconduct. Last year, DOJ and the SEC brought several enforcement actions involving C-suite misconduct, uh, including the CEO of Society Quimica y Minera de Chile, uh, in Chile against the Chilean uh, Chilean, um, uh, mineral company, mining company. So a company's risk assessment and internal controls has to be tailored to potential risks, and senior executives just cannot have exclusive control and authority over funds, uh, and such accounts have to be subject to financial controls and audits in order to mitigate potential risks. While this is fairly obvious, it's also worth noting the nature and extent uh, of the risk-facing companies in the international construction industry as well as domestic, to be sure. But India is particularly susceptible to corruption risks given the complex sort of labyrinth of regulatory requirements, permits, and other approvals needed to complete construction projects in India. In just the Cognizant case, a total of 3.7 million in bribes were paid for a planning permit, environmental clearance, and construction-related permits involving three significant projects. So the construction industry, for obvious reasons, has recurring interactions with foreign government authorities relating to regulation and supervision. So companies in these industries obviously have to devote significant attention proactively to design and implement appropriate monitoring and auditing protections against uh, such risks. Two other uh, points that I want to make before we close it out today are, again, the sub-agents and sub-distributors. Cognizant's uh, third-party construction company carried out the actual bribery payments by retaining the third-party consultant that I mentioned to you earlier to pay the Indian government official. They relied on a tried-and-true methodology, engage a third party to carry out your dirty work. But uh, many Third parties are themselves engaging sub-agents and sub-distributors to accomplish indirectly what they could not do or, uh, or do not want to do. Uh, and in 2018, Panasonic Avionics, for example, used this strategy to employ sub-distributors of its authorized distributors to carry out bribery schemes, knowing that their sub-distributors could never pass its due diligence review uh, process. As anti-corruption controls become more effective in identifying and managing third-party risks, companies have to protect against uh, uh, third parties who are going to push down misconduct and responsibility for for bribery schemes uh, to their sub-distributors and sub-agents. 
So this uh, begs the question of what are we doing about our sub-agents? What are we doing about our sub um, distributors uh, to make sure that we have some visibility into them and that we're making sure we're not doing anything, uh, they're not carrying out any uh, illegal schemes. Finally, uh, yet again, we see instances of fake and false invoicing um, and cognizant here reimbursed uh, reimbursement of bribery payments made by its third-party construction company was accomplished again by creating and approving false invoices for change order claims. The approved change orders contained, uh, change order contained 11 previously rejected claims uh, that totaled the amount of money needed to reimburse the third party. The mechanism for securing money for illegal purposes is nothing new. Uh, we are, fake and false invoices are a recurring method for criminal schemes. Most, if not all, of these transactions do not fall within the materiality screen and therefore require proactive monitoring, testing, auditing strategies that include um, uh, transaction testing. So companies have to examine their procurement to payment processes and do it in a proactive way from onboarding a vendor, executing a contract, monitoring the contract performance, and reviewing uh, each and every invoice or purchase order to make sure that everything is fine. In this area, it's critical to identify the functions, training relevant uh, personnel involved in the review of invoices, accounts payable people, approval and execution process, and develop effective controls to identify potential risks or anomalies and escalating those uh, as well. Well, that's a quick overview of the Cognizant case, another interesting case, and 2019 is going to definitely be an interesting... Thanks again for listening to Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Please subscribe to the podcast series. Volkoff Law Group believes that every company should have a robust ethics and compliance program. Experience and research show that ethical companies are better performers in the global marketplace. At Ethical Companies, employees believe in the company, They feel vested and are more productive. As a result, misconduct rates are much lower and financial performance is higher. We can help you achieve these benefits through an effective ethics and compliance program. You can learn more about our commitment to effective ethics and compliance programs at our website, www.volkoff.com.